People podcast here at Veolia, where we connect our people to our purpose through our people. And today we are joined by Martin Brown, who is a Grants and Administration Officer for the Veolia Environmental Trust. Martin, welcome. Hiya. It is so good to have you here with us today. I'm really excited for our fellow colleagues here at Veolia to get to know you, to learn about you, what drives you, what inspires you, the work that you do and what our purpose means to you. Yeah, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, thank you so much for coming along. Um, so before we get into your role and, and we learn a little bit more about you, let's firstly check out where it is that you've come from today. Where do you call home, Martin? Yeah, so I live in Cannock, literally five minutes away from the Kingswood office. So very convenient for me uh, just to pop down the road and get into the office, really. So Martin, I introduce you as a Grants and Administration Officer for the Veolia Environmental Trust. And the reason for doing this podcast is so that we can connect people because there's so many different facets of our business, so many different teams. It might be that some people aren't even aware that we have a trust here at Veolia. So would you be able to start by explaining to us, firstly, what is the Veolia Trust? The Trust was established in 1997 under a scheme called the Landfill Communities Fund. And what that is, it's a tax credit scheme that landfill operators can claim money back from HMRC from the tax that they pay for their landfill business, as long as they distribute that to uh, local communities and charities across the country um, to do projects that for their community or environmentally beneficial. So we're an independent charity in terms of a legal entity. We are separate to Veolia as a business. We have the same name because all of our funding comes from Veolia. So that's where that link is. We offer grants to community organisations between 10 and 75,000 pounds is what they can wow. apply for. So it can make significant changes with that kind of money. Um, and in March this year, uh, 2023, we actually passed a milestone where we awarded over 100 million pounds altogether wow. since 1997. So that's quite a big impact across the country for local communities and also environmental projects as well. So it, it's really beneficial and I feel really lucky to have you know, got the job. I, I only started myself in January 2022. Yeah. Um, and I'd still come to work every day with that new job feel. I, you know, I, I love coming to work. And that's probably the first time in my life I've ever said that. Wow. So, you know, making and being involved in making an impact on people's lives and, and, and things is really good. Yeah. And I, I get a lot out of it myself. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. Really nice. I mean, in terms of some of the projects that we've funded, there's, we, as I say, we do community projects or biodiversity projects. And one example there of biodiversity, we, a couple of years ago, uh, we helped uh, the Woodland Trust purchase a part of land um, in Yorkshire as part of their project, which is called the Young People's Forest, yeah. uh, where they planted 200, 250,000 trees. Wow. Um, and we uh, awarded them a larger grant than we would normally to help do that because of the significant impact that trees are going to have on the environment. Yeah. In terms of in terms of sequestering uh, carbon, I went there with my daughter on the last round of planting. Aww. It was not long after I'd started. Yeah, she still talks about it today. Aww. It's one of the best things she's ever done, and she, I've had to keep a note of the places on what three words app oh, where yeah. she planted her trees. So in the future, we can go back and see the impact of the work that she did on the day. But it was such an, a great day. You could just get this vibe from the people that were there. There was a lot of families. Yeah. A couple of the trustees that volunteered for the trust were there as well with their families. You could see the impact just from that element, the community yeah. getting involved and, and trying to make a difference. Yeah. Um, so that, that was great. 
But on the flip side, I say we do community projects. Yeah. And that can be a number of things. Um, for example, we fund community buildings where they're looking to make changes to the community to make them better or more convenient for their local residents to use but also to try and improve their environmental footprint. Um, a couple of years ago, we awarded um, a grant to uh, a church community building. Yeah. They were looking to move away from gas, um, and they've been, we helped fund uh, a huge bio um, LPG tank under their garden area. Wow. So they've moved completely away from fossil fuels to heat their building. So, you know, it's basically eliminated there, and they've got renewable energy on site, so it's eliminated their fossil fuel use effectively. That's sort of something that our trustees are keen keen to do, really. So when you were saying trustees, who, what, what's a trustee for people who are like, I have never heard of a trust before, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so the Viola, as I say, is a charity. We get this money in. Then we have a board of trustees who are volunteers. They are a board like any business would have a board. They make the decisions where that money is spent. So our applicants submit their applications to us four times a year. So we do a meeting quarterly throughout the year. We present those projects to the trustees. They decide out of the pot, decide out of the pot of money which projects get the money that align with their goals um, and with what type of projects we want to fund, really. They volunteer their own time to, to help these communities get the money that they, they need. That's wonderful. And are some of those people who sit on me um, as a trustee, are they uh, colleagues from Veolia? There are a number of trustees who are appointed by Veolia from the landfill business. So we're allowed to have a certain amount of Veolia appointed trustees. So we've got that. It helps the tr the volunteer trustees have a better understanding of where the money's coming from. Yeah. Um, so that to have that connection with the business side of things, they can see where the money's coming from mm -hmm. and the benefits. So you mentioned that you're based in Kingswood and you just mentioned that I think it was up north where the Woodland Trust piece was. Yeah. Um, just for, for everyone that's listening so they can get to know Veolia Environmental Trust, is it that anybody in any part of the UK and Ireland can apply for the trust? So we are the Landfill Communities Fund operates in England and Northern Ireland, but our criteria have to be in a certain um, radius of a Veolia site, firstly, 10 miles of a Veolia landfill site or five miles of a Veolia waste processing site like your ERFs and your MRFs or composting site. Um, so that's mainly in, that's in England. Thank you. I um, I remember going, so in, in the area not far from Kingswood, I went to, um, it was a like a community centre and I went and did a class there, fitness class there and I you know, work for Veolia, very passionate about Veolia. And I was walking in to go and do my class one day and then I saw this plaque on the outside and it was that they'd had um, support from Veolia Environmental Trust and that sense of like pride. And then it, I went in and I was like, what is it that's been done? And they were sharing with me and I was like, it was when I didn't even know we had a trust. Yeah. And I was like, this is absolutely fantastic. You know, just I, I at that point I was like, I didn't even know that we did this. So, you know, it's really important to hear, isn't it, that, you know, what we're doing. That's right. And I've got friends and family who notice those plaques. And yeah. now, now I started working here. It's something they, they go to, like, for example, we funded a number of playgrounds across the country or um, some – a long time ago we funded more um, restoration and we funded some museums and things in the past. We don't necessarily do those now. Um but I've had people send me photographs of the plaques at places Aww. and, you know, it's it's nice that they're noticing that and then, yeah. oh, yes, well, I know somebody who works there and, they, and it spreads the word to communities 
oh, there's money here. We might be able to use that to do this project. Yeah. Um, and it helps spread it out, really. Yeah. And and on that point, Martin, so, you know, we are, we're here talking about our purpose, which is ecological transformation. And just like you were saying, when people understand that there's an opportunity to get support, yeah. um, the work that you're doing as, as Veolia Environmental Trust, how does that connect to our purpose of ecological transformation? So, so as I said, I mean, we're an independent charity. So over the last two years, our trustees have re-strategized what type of projects they want to fund. So previously we were able to fund projects that weren't necessarily the best for the environment or, 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 or didn't consider biodiversity, for example. So there were, there were projects like gas boilers and, and things like that and lots of concrete. So, if, you know, there's quite a high carbon footprint for those projects. Over the last two years, we've gone through this big process of changing our criteria. So actually, in terms of the wider picture, the climate and biodiversity crisis that we find ourselves in, the trustees wanted to make sure that we're only funding projects predominantly that benefit or help reduce the impact of those crises. So we we try to eliminate projects that don't align with that. And that ties in with ecological transformation in terms of being able to have a lower carbon footprint through the money that we give out. So it's having that wider impact globally when you think about the carbon emissions that we could be saving because now we're looking to fund things like renewable energy systems rather than fossil fuels or any project that comes to us, we're asking them to consider biodiversity elements. So, for example, a, a community centre might come to us and say, we really need new toilets. The ones we've got are 50 years old. Can you help us? And we'll go, yes. Well, have you thought about the environmental impact of where the water comes from? Yeah. But also, you know, what your community building, have you got a garden? How do you support wildlife in the garden? Brilliant. So we make them, th we ask our applicants to tell us what they're doing for these we asked them four environmental questions about two about the carbon footprints and two about biodiversity. Yeah. So it's it's in a way making these communities think about their impact a bit more. Brilliant. Whereas before it was we just want a new boiler because yeah. the, the room's cold. They didn't think about anything else. Um, but now it's trying to spread that message that you can still have these things, but think about the wider impact for future generations. Really. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is that when people are um, come into the trust and they understand that there's an opportunity to, you know, have an investment, your role working for the Veolia Environmental Trust is actually educating them and asking them to start to think about the, the environmental impact. That's right, yeah. So as I say, our criteria has been completely overhauled. Uh, it's actually only just gone live, the new criteria that we've been working on for a, a sort of 18-month period that ties much more in line with the um, environmental impacts that these projects are going to have. They still have to have the community at the heart of them. Yeah. But it's, it's educating those communities to show that you can still have a little community centre locally, but where is the energy coming from? Mm. And, you know, we didn't use to fund solar panels, for example, we do now. Yeah. Um, you know, we try and encourage people to, it, you know, there's always community buildings where they can't, get away from using a gas boiler mm. because it's just not heat pumps aren't good enough right now or they've not been able to insulate the building enough they just need to heat the space but we ask them to think about wider elements so they may come to us for a thirty thousand pound for a new boiler but they haven't insulated the building so our criteria will say to them you know 
when they're reading through it, it'll give them hints to try and improve their application. We can't tell pr projects what to apply for, it's up to them. But by dropping subtle hints within our guidance, mm. it gives them the chance to think about their impact uh, right away. And we always encourage people to, to phone us and ask if they, you know, to talk to us about their project. Yeah. And we tend to find those projects that contact us get it. Mm. Whereas the projects that don't and just submit an application, they don't meet the criteria as well. Yeah. Um, I have that lucky job of answering the phone mm -hmm. and I'm really passionate about biodiversity initially. That's, yeah. you know, one of my main drivers. I've, I've got two children, so I've always got one eye on the future. Yeah. Um, and it's great to work for an organization, not just the trust, but also the Veolia side of things, who's got that eye on the future and wants to operate sustainably. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't even know that much about the business side of things, but again, since moving to Kingswood, that's become much more evident. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I take a lot of pride in working for such a big organisation that wants to make that difference, really. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. So just, just a couple of, um, just a couple of, takeaways that I got from what you just shared with me was that you are working very closely with community which is fundamental that's that's one of the focuses that Veolia looks at is the impact that we have on society which yeah. you know society community what I hear is that the role that you have when you're working with the communities individuals that are coming and, and starting to have that conversation with you is that you're not immediately saying no because it's not aligned. What I see is that you've got that really important role of actually, with no judgment, saying these are things that you can start to think about now and start to lead them yeah. like authentically That's right. down the path of actually let's start to think about things different. Let's start to see if we can move things that are in line with what Veolia is trying to achieve, which is ecological transformation. That's right. And it puts it on their, their page and their agenda then. Why just have because we get applications from a wide range of organizations that they, they, you can get them from churches, little village halls, yeah. or they could be large charities. As I say, we've wanted the Woodland Trust. We, yeah. You know, we often get applications from bigger charities or bigger organizations that probably do have a better understanding. But actually, they've got the scope to apply for the full 75,000. The trustees don't make their decision based on that value. They base it on what the project's delivering. Yeah. So I always try and stress that because sometimes applicants apply for less than they need, thinking, yeah. oh, that will help me stand out better. But actually, the trustees would rather fund what they need at what cost, as long as it meets the criteria, and then as long as it meets those goals um, on the environmental side. Yeah, I, I am here for that. I am down. I am, I am help. I am hopeful that that good behaviour breeds behaviour in that way of thinking. So thank you for bringing that all to life, Martin. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just telling us that high level. What I'd like to, you said that you've been with Veoli for 18 months. Yeah. Um, so just talk to me around, you know, why Veolia and what drives you to do what you, the work that you do? Well, I mean... I think I mentioned it before. I, I love biodiversity. I love nature. I love being outdoors. And, you know, when I'm not at work, I like to, we've got a nature reserve literally at the top of my road where I live. And I just love going up there. It's the only places I can sort of sit still mm -hmm. and listen and just sort of ground myself and yeah. just try and get back to myself really and, 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 and take a breath really. So I'm always on the lookout for bugs or whatever, birds. Yeah. And we're lucky to have, I live near Canuck Chase, um, which is an area of outstanding natural beauty. And it, there's, there's always deer. And mm. I'm always disappointed if I don't see any yeah. deer when I go out. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, I'm always on the lookout. And 
as I say, I take my two girls out for a walk and we we look for deer droppings as a sign if they've been around and yeah. they they get really into it when you sometimes I struggle to get them out of the house to go for a walk. They're of that kind of age where yeah. they're just like, oh. But once they're out, they love it. Yeah. Um, and we've got some swans up the road. We've just had some cygnets as well. Aww. So they love seeing all that side of nature. And then, it, yeah. you know, it's really important to me is the biodiversity crisis and, the you know, uh, climate change, they're linked. Yeah. You, you know, there's no getting away from it. And for me, it's about, I love supporting the projects that, come to us for biodiversity changes i love those yeah because I, I i i can see myself applying for them i can put myself in the applicant's shoes really well and you know again being as i go back to being a parent i've got one eye on the future i want to make sure that my children and if they have children can can still go out and enjoy those things yeah um so you know it's key that it's great working for an organization that shares that belief yeah Brilliant. Yeah, it's so important, isn't it? So, Martin, what does ecological transformation mean to you in the work that you do? So I think I touched on it before where I talked about the trust funding biodiversity projects. and I'm really passionate about biodiversity. And and what that means to me is helping support uh, wildlife and not just animals, but plants as well, making sure that they can thrive. We all know that plants can draw down carbon, for example, which helps with the cli- with climate change. So funding projects where they're planting trees or, you know, just even, again, small community centres, they're looking to do something internal. But actually having that conversation with communities, I kind of joke that I'm an influencer, yes. uh, sort of being able to explain to people about these issues that they might not have thought about. But a small community centre is coming to apply for a new heating system but they've got this garden and they don't do anything with, can you plant some trees in the garden as well to try and offset any damage that you might be doing in this project, but also trying to help support the wildlife. So have you got a wild area in your garden? And that's something that I do at home. Mm-hmm. My wife is annoyed by it, no. because, but I, I let my garden grow as wild as I can. I'm lucky enough to have quite a big garden uh, at my house and it's full of clovers, so it's full of bees yeah. uh, and lots of other flowers. And again, my children are, used to be quite scared of insects but now they they love seeing all the different insects in the yeah. garden and and little simple changes like that as part of our guidance at the trust we signpost applicants to the wildlife trust who we funded many projects in, in the past and they've got some really good free ideas on their website of things you can do at home for example you can make a little pond in your back garden out of an old um washing up bowl okay just little bury it in the garden so the top of the bowl is there you can fill it up with some sand. Uh, the you can get some little plants from your local garden centre for not a lot of money. Yeah. You know, less than a fiver. Yeah. Um, it's a really small pond, but that will attract so much wildlife to your garden. You, things like you might get hedgehogs or butterflies, but stuff like that. It doesn't cost a lot. Yeah. Or you know, and again, we sometimes these applicants don't know what they can do for their community building. So we, little simple things like that, or installing bird and bat boxes. Really simple changes, not very expensive. And it, again, opens their minds really to thinking about those issues mm-hmm. rather than just what they need. It's sort of a need plus effectively. So, yeah. you know, they're looking for something else to try and help support biodiversity in their area. Yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. So in, in terms of doing all of that to attract all those wonderful um, insects and animals that we've spoken about, why is that important for biodiversity from your lens? 
Well, it, you know, as I explained before, we're in a biodiversity crisis. Wildlife's decreased massively over yeah. the last 50 years. And I'm doing my part to try and help that recover. Yeah. Um, and again, by influencing applicants to think about that, it's going to help species bounce back and recover from from that from there. And that sort of ties in back to sort of the um, ecological transformation in, in terms of supporting wildlife and, and encouraging biodiversity that have suffered yeah. and being able to support that. It's something at Kingswood as well. They've got monitoring tools at Kingswood to see what wildlife come to there. Aww. They leave some wild areas and they've got sort of bug hotels. Yeah. And it's, as I say, it's in Canuck, And we often see deer outside the building just grazing. Yeah. It's really nice to see. It's, it's, it's a real positive to be immerse yourself in nature. You know, I think during lockdown, when people could only go on one walk a day, yeah. everyone went out to a no- local nature reserve yeah. and it instantly made people feel yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. And, it, it, you know, just being in a green space can definitely clear your mind if you, if you can do it. Yeah, wonderful. You are doing phenomenal things, uh, you know, on a personal level, like even you inspiring your children that you, who, who you shared that are now like, oh, what's going on? What is it that dad's doing? And, um, but as well as like, influencing and having human-to-human conversations with the public who maybe for no reason other than they're just not aware wanting a piece of work but actually then being educated on what more can you do for planet people for society and I really do encourage people go online find it or drop Martin a message and you know I'm sure Martin would be happy to share stories or send you a video or a link so you can have a read through them or have a look through them but there's so much that you can offer and you know yeah. It's. I'm really grateful for you coming along and sharing the work that you do. Yeah. I appreciate it. What I would say is we've got our own social media channels, so if you want to check those out, um, it's at Veolia, E-N-V-T-R-U-S-T, so at Veolia Trust on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're also on LinkedIn, which I know most colleagues are on. Um, you can find my profile on there, or just search for the Veolia Environmental Trust and you'll, you'll find us. Love it. Get connected, everybody. Let's start to see and share the stories that are going on. Um, so thank you so much, Martin. Really do appreciate your time and you coming and having this conversation with me today. Before we round up, before we, we okay. uh, end our wonderful conversation, I have got one final question for you. What is your proudest achievement at Veolia? I would say, I think I mentioned it before, is going out to that um, young people's forest and actually seeing the impact that it's going to have for my children in terms of the future and seeing that I'm working for an organisation that's funding those kinds of projects that are going to have that, um, you know, amazing impact on not just biodiversity from a, a, a tree tree planting, but again, the carbon footprint and the, the, the fact that they can sequester so much carbon from the air. Mm. It, it's really... As I'm really proud to work for the, the organisation yeah. um, on a day-to-day basis. That's wonderful. And it's fantastic to hear you say that as well and, and, and feel that when you're coming into work. And I appreciate you taking a step back to share that. And, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what else of the Olea Environmental Trust supports in the future. That's great, yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much. Be sure to give Veolia Environmental Trust a follow, a like, let's see the stories and maybe you know people in your community who are looking for support or maybe interested in having conversations around what they can do. Thank you for listening and can't wait to share our next episode with you soon. Take care. Bye.